0: Hello and welcome to the Limerick Post podcasts. We are Limerick. I'm your host Keen Reinhardt. Join me each week as we get to know the people of Limerick who are making the city and county what it is today. You can keep up to date with all Limerick news, sport and entertainment by following the hashtag keeping Limerick posted across all our social media channels or visiting limerickpost.ie. So for this week's podcast I'm joined by Marketa Dowling, the program manager at the bell table in Limerick. Marketa how are you getting on?
1: well thanks again
0: yeah, the weather's not so good today it's, uh, it's been today, a bit all over the no, place we were just today. chatting about the summer before we came on air there
1: I know what yeah. summer
0: exactly yeah, <laughs> that, that. <laughs> so uh, before we get into everything uh, just a bit about yourself Marquetta how did you become a program manager here in the Bell Table
1: yeah well three years ago um, my husband and I we were looking to move out of Dublin and I had been working as a theatre producer for six years with Fishamble the new play company And uh, we looked um, at moving to Kilkenny and we looked at Galway and we looked at Limerick and in the end we had bought a a house in the city centre in Limerick. So when we made the move, the um, ad for the programme manager position in Multiple came up and um, I applied and I suppose... um, i did well in the interview they liked my vision <laughs> for the bell table and i got the job but uh, my own background is as i had said in theater i'd been working in theater for 10 years before i came to bell table and before that i had worked in film for 10 years so it seems that my career kind of goes in decades 10 yeah. years in film 10 years in theater and now i'm in so you have seven years here left or
0: I <laughs> <laughs> will see about that <laughs> and uh, what is it that drew you towards theater and film
1: um I kind of fell into film. I suppose I was always um, creative, um, but not creative enough to be an artist in my own uh, right. That's what I think anyway. Um, But um, I draw quite well, but I never studied any art. Um, I graduated in uh, humanities and I majored in philosophy. So I suppose I was always kind of not a very... um, how would I say it? I kind of knew that I wouldn't be having a job sitting in a bank nine to five kind of a thing.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and... You
0: needed some kind of creative outlet. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But I'm a really good manager. I'm very organized. Um, I get on with people. Um, I have a really good kind of an overall view of the arts, kind of the world. And having studied philosophy gave me a way of looking at things from different angles, maybe. So... um I kind of fell into working in, in, in film uh, when I was 20 and I stayed there for 10 years and then when I moved to Ireland I was looking for something similar and I kind of fell into the performing arts. Um, there weren't any kind of jobs going in film at my level at that time so I said well why don't I try producing in, in theatre and um, that's kind of how I fell into it and I stayed I suppose.
0: <laughs> I, I think uh, philosophy and arts go kind of hand in hand because it is a reflection of the world really, isn't it? They
1: do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, I, I love the way that the 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 course I did in philosophy my, um, kind of bent my mind and made me think in different ways. Yeah, Not aim- that I use it every day. You know, I don't talk about canned <laughs> every day, but <laughs> but it is somewhere there, yes.
0: And then uh, coming back to Fishamble, there was a connection between Fishamble and Bell Table, wasn't there?
1: Uh, Before, before i came to bell table do you mean is it yeah or, uh, well we had been touring to uh lime tree theater and uh, then bell table when the lime tree was uh, kind of looking after the bell table yeah. um before the bell table opened officially we would be touring a lot of our shows here to limerick yes
0: and uh so your first uh connection with the bell table was before you started working here would it? it was yeah yeah, yeah uh, what was yeah. that like
1: um to be honest with you um before the bell table closed down it was really difficult to be touring here yeah yes it was um as a production company that was coming to limerick performing in bell table it was not easy it was definitely one of the harder venues that we would be touring to
0: and uh, apart from your input what what has changed since
1: <laughs> well hopefully we're we're way more um open we kind of um outward looking we're very transparent i think yeah. and uh, since the um Limerick City and County Council made the service level agreement with Lime Tree theater we now have not only the theater the the bell table space the performing space we also have the building that is above the bell table which is called the bell table hub
0: where we're sat right now
1: where we are sitting right now which is what the council had bought um and we have uh, two large rehearsal spaces on the first floor we have a meeting room with six hot desks we have um, desks for artists to come in and work from. The whole building is wired for Wi-Fi. So the building is, is more lively, I suppose. Um, and there is a space for arts to be made in Limerick by Limerick artists.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a, a hothouse, really, isn't it? It's given people hopefully, a chance to expand yeah. on everything. And um, What does that mean to an artist and to have a space like this?
1: Well, it just means that uh, they have um, a different space from their bedroom because a lot of the, the performing arts, I suppose, um, happens in people's bedrooms and people's kitchens and people write a- mm-hmm. a- applications at home. But often I find it's, it's, um, it's better to separate the private life from your creative life. I suppose. So yeah. when people come and use the hot desks, they do it mainly when there is a, maybe a funding deadline looming and they need a different headspace. So they come in here and they work away on their application here. It kind of gives them a routine, I suppose. You know, I'm I'm working on my application from yeah. 10 to 2 today. I'm going to go to Bell table and use one of the hot desks. The hot desks are free so and it's warm here and we have a Wi-Fi. So um,
0: it is it, nice and warm here, actually. It yeah. is, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then for unfunded artists, the two large bright studios that are on the first floor, we rent them out for two euro per half a day per artist. So it, it's kind of less than a cup of coffee. But we do feel we have to charge something yeah. at least to, towards the building.
0: And uh, so that's up where we are now. Mm. But uh, downstairs in the lobby has become one of the nicest exhibition spaces in Limerick, I'd say. The lighting is beautiful down oh, there.
1: That's very nice of you to say. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's, it's it's a little um, the 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 situation with the with the foyer is a little bit strange because uh, it used to be more of an exhibition space than it actually is now. Um, our funding or programming funding from the arts council spe- specifies that we're not allowed to spend any money on visual arts in the eyes of the arts council, our, our main funder, as well as the Limerick City and County Council. Um, the visual arts provision is well catered for elsewhere with organizations such as maybe eva or the hunt museum or the Limerick printmakers so what we have done is we have a partnership with the Limerick printmakers who don't have their own exhibition space, that they use the foyer space for their exhibitions. So in a way, our foyer is curated by the Limerick printmakers. And I do think it works really well for their exhibitions. And we've had many openings here and uh, their their shows do really, really, really well here. And, yeah. and
0: what does that mean to you as a theatre company to have that link with a visual arts company, Well That's I a local th- company as well?
1: I suppose we are an arts centre rather than a theatre space. So um, all different types of arts should be catered for in Mm. the building, including visual arts.
0: No problem. And uh, so we have the autumn programme launched recently, the autumn winter programme. We do indeed. And it's already underway, I'd imagine. We're in September now.
1: We're in September. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Our first... um, um, event actually is coming up this Monday and it's a uh, regular um, cinema night. Um, as you know, we have a really strong partnership with the Irish Film Institute for two and a half years now and we are screening uh, Marianne and Leonard, uh, Words of Love, which is a documentary about uh, Leonard Cohen and his Norwegian muse, Marianne Elen. For this season, we are... We have one new element of the IFI Table programme, meaning that we are now screening two, um, well, we're doing two screenings every Monday night, one at 5.15 uh, and one at 8pm 8, 8 of the same film. So Marianne Le- Leonard is opening our season and both the 5.15 and the 8pm uh, screenings are now sold out, which is absolutely great and what a way to to start the season
0: and uh, in terms of cinema in the city there, there's been a call for a cinema for the city Absolutely. for a long yes. time now yes but uh, it seems like you're trying to fill that space a little bit on a monday i know it's um, not a everyday type thing but
1: a little bit there yeah. is a few things about the cinema in the city and i do think that the city center does need its its own cinema outside of belt table our program is quite specific. Yeah. I look at cultural cinema, so I wouldn't be screening the blockbusters that yeah. the they wouldn't
0: often be in large screen cinemas. So. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So hopefully, the program at Belltable is a, is quite distinct from another cinema or a more commercially mm-hmm. uh, focused cinema I would be screening. Um, and also, we are not a cinema as such. Yeah. We are a theatre space, but we do have a really good screen and, a, and an excellent projector. So, yeah. Um We are kind of filling that space that you're talking about but if there was another cinema in the city center i would definitely support it i definitely would not see it as a competition to us in any way yeah i think that the more events there are in the city the more people will come into the city and the more events there will be in the future you have to give people a
0: reason to stay around after 6 pm or whatever yeah
1: and the rising tide lifts all boats exactly
0: yeah so uh, what else do we have coming up with the program this year
1: Um, In terms of theatre, we open next Thursday with a production of One Day by Richard Wallace and James Moran. This is um, a really interesting show that is co-produced by Pan Pan Theatre and um, our audiences will probably remember their hugely successful and massively entertaining show they had here with us last year that was called The Importance of Nothing. So Pan Pan co-produced One Day, which is a look at our... Contemporary, co- contemporary relationship with the news and media—that should be of interest to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <and> the <Limerick laughs> the few people around Limerick, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, um, to be honest, the Limerick Post will feature in in this piece. Yeah. Uh, positively, yeah. of course. I'm sure very positively. <laughs> the theatre makers—they—they uh, they take one day. Um, in the news of every town where they're touring to and they look at the paper from that day and they had to pick the Limerick post so it will kind of be um, a little bit um, mad maybe, Um, definitely non-linear, it will be kind of a quest for the ultimate truth Um, and can we know what the truth is from the headlines um, from the news headlines of the day so that's a really interesting piece. Maybe not not for, uh, for the traditional theatre-goer, but if you're looking for something Different. slightly interesting, yeah. s- more interesting, what is happening now in theatre, then one day I would definitely recommend. Yeah.
0: And it's not just uh, theatre shows you do, some music shows as well. In exactly, here. Yeah.
1: and... Uh, um, I have really been trying to um, to put on more classical music uh, in Bell Table and build our audiences for classical music. We have a really, really good relationship um, going on with, uh, with a new organization called the National Shrink Quartet Foundation, and they bring a series of concerts uh, to Bell Table. So they are coming to us next Friday the 13th, which hopefully will be a lucky Friday the 13th for them. <laughs> so that will be the Ophelia Quartet who are coming to us then, uh, and then they are back to us again uh, later on in October on the 4th with the Vanbrugh, a very famous, um, obviously, ensemble. And then we have uh, the outstanding Irish pianist, Fingin Collins, who is coming to us at the end of October on the 31st, and he's going to play uh, Mozart and Schubert, so all the, all the loved pieces um trad music is also something that i'm uh, that i'm kind of trying to um to program a little bit more of in belltable and we we aim to have at least one um trad gig in Balltable and one in the lime tree per season so we have um, a music networks um concert coming up on the 18th of september uh, which should be really great
0: yeah and then um With the theatre, you obviously need to support the public. And how do you think the people in Limerick take to the theatre?
1: I think they take to the theatre really, really well. I have to say, um, our audiences are quite strong. Um, I think the audiences are quite discerning. Mm -hmm. They know what they like. But I think they're also not afraid to take a punt on shows that they don't know. Yeah. And hopefully, what I would hope is that they can see the difference between the program that is in the Lime Tree and that is in the Bell Table. So the Lime Tree will have the really high quality nationally touring, the Druids, the Abbey, you know, the Mm -hmm. ones that you can really rely on, that they're going to be a top-notch quality night. The Bell Table has slightly edgy, more program that is maybe a bit more fringy, a bit more forward-looking, a little bit more experimental. Now, when I say experimental, this is not experimental theatre. What I program in Bell table by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) But it's just a little bit different. And I do think that audiences can see that. Um, But I'm really glad and delighted that they they keep coming. Uh, And
0: uh, when people talk about theatre in Limerick, they talk about the sizes of theatres. And Limerick is lucky that we have a number of theatres of different sizes. But the bell table is perfect for the show that might be just starting out Mm. or... Needs a certain size audience to see how people gauge with it, you know.
1: It is in some ways. And in some ways, it's a little too big for that yeah. as well. I actually would would love to see a much smaller space um, opening somewhere in Limerick with a capacity maybe 80 or 90 mm-hmm. Um bell table is 220 and that can be quite daunting for a very new company that is starting out so i think it would be amazing if we had um like a hotbed somewhere that would be a really small place that you wouldn't need much technical support that you could put on shows just to test them out
0: and then uh, another thing that interests me with the Bell Table is the Bell Table Connect program. And we've seen some brilliant shows come through that, like most recently is Mike Finn's uh, Bread Not Profits. So what what does that program mean to the Bell Table and the local community?
1: We did indeed. Um, well, it would be great to have someone here from the local theatre company community yeah, to talk yeah. about that. But from my point of view, um, Having come from Fishamble, um, I had worked with new new plays and new playwrights um, all my time with Fishamble because that's what Fishamble do. They are the new play company. Uh, so when I came here and one of my visions for Bell Table was to um, to help the local theatre sector, um, which obviously we all know that it has been neglected for years and since the demise of Ireland Theatre Company, there mm. isn't really any regularly funded theatre company in Limerick. Um, there is Bottom Dog, obviously, that very admirably put on shows every year and, and they kind of fill that void. But um, I, I think what Limerick really needs is a, a kind of like large-scale professional theatre company that will employ a number of artists over the season that is properly regularly funded, not project by project. Now, are we ever going to get there? I don't know. In the current economic climate, with Brexit looming, I don't think the Arts Council is going to get any more funding this this year or in the foreseeable future. Um, so I'm not sure whether that is going to happen. In the meantime, um, with the funding that I have from the Arts Council, and I have to apply for that every year for Belltable Connect, I try and do the most I possibly can. So we haven't... Um, we're not a producing house we don't actually do any full-scale productions but i try to encourage um people to collaborate together to explore their ideas to upscale and build capacity of the local sector that's kind of the most i can do at the moment if i won the lotto next year (laughs) i think there's like 130 million in the euro millions isn't there um, then we would definitely put on some full-scale productions.
0: And you America. could probably build your small theatre. Yes, yeah. yes, the Marquetta <laughs> Dowling Theatre. <laughs> uh, as well, you mentioned there are people working together. A lot yes. of um, the arts will be done in solitude, so you'll have writers yes. working on their own. Yes. But the hub here gives people the opportunity to meet other writers, other artists.
1: It does, if they want to. And I think that's really important because uh, artists work in different ways obviously and uh, it's interesting that you mentioned playwrights some playwrights work best when they're working at home on their own Mm -hmm. they put on the music they have a cup of tea and they write other playwrights really work well when they have um, a group of theater makers in the room and they try things out they develop the script in that way so people work in different ways if they want to interact if they want to come to to the hub we're open Mm -hmm. um and they're more than welcome but i'm not pushing anyone (laughs) to come here yeah you're not forcing them to sit down there and write (laughs) (laughs) and if you like writing at home that's perfectly fine with us as well
0: yeah and uh is there anything else that's standing out for you this september
1: well, I suppose for September, um, the alternative is a Fishamble production. I have nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> this time. But uh, it was an interesting premise that um, Fishamble had put out a call, um, I think it was two years ago. It's kind of a two-year process now c- coming to the end. They put out a call for um, a play for Ireland. So they were looking for ideas um, about a play that might be reflecting contemporary Ireland. Um, they partnered up with six venues, Belltable and Lime Tree Theatre are one of them. And the, 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 the chosen play, I suppose, from the process is called The Alternative, written by Oshin Carney and Michael Patrick. Um, I went to the um, first read-through at the start of the rehearsals in in Dublin there a, a few weeks ago, and it's really interesting. It is a play about an Ireland today, as if Ireland hadn't left the UK. So, so Ireland is still part of the UK. It
0: never gained its independence. It never mm. gained
1: its independence, and tomorrow is um, referendum day when the people of Ireland will decide whether to stay. Or leave the UK.
0: So that would be a very interesting topic, considering you mentioned Brexit <laughs> yes, <laughs> recently. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. So it's not really about Brexit, but it is it is an interesting play, and I think the the cast is um, first class. Yeah. In in that, definitely.
0: And when is that coming to the belt table
1: That is coming on the third of October.
0: And is there anything else that stands out before we wrap up?
1: Um, we have a new Button Dog play called The Wild Fan which is going to happen in November. Miles um, Breen um, has declared his um, his uh, lifelong love for Oscar Wilde, and he's finally doing a show about Oscar Wilde and his favourite bits from Oscar. So I'm really looking forward to that. Miles, um, is a, he's an extremely engaging um, actor, and it will be brilliant to see him back on Temple stage.
0: And uh, you mentioned Bottom Dog there. You also mentioned him earlier on. Uh, there's a lot of professionals working there that, do up the level of theatre and Limerick. Do you know, Limerick playwrights, theatres, the theatre itself is very advanced. Would you agree?
1: There is indeed. I do agree. I do agree with that. The. The only um, thing is that there is not that structure of a professional theatre company. So there's still a
0: gap where oil and theatre was, we'd say.
1: There is indeed. And there is a lot of professional theatre makers working in Limerick, but they don't get a wage or they don't get a fee Mm. for several months. They work on their projects and then they apply for funding um, on a project-by-project basis. And it's really, really difficult to make a living as an artist that way. And um, so what often happens is that people have to leave. They either have to go to Dublin or they have to go to the UK or even further afield. So we're actually losing a lot of those artists from Limerick. Um, And like on one hand, I think it's really great that that people do go and get experience elsewhere. But they shouldn't have to be forced to do that if they wanted to make a living, if you know what I mean. Yeah. For example, I often think about Cork and how how many Cork artists there is and how vibrant the theatre scene in Cork actually is at the moment. And I was trying to think, why is that? And what does Cork have that Limerick does not? I actually think it's, the, it's two things. It's the presence of the Everman, um, which is really well-funded, um, uh, by the Arts Council, they have uh, a full-time producer who works with local artists and helps them produce their shows, which is something we don't have the funding for at the moment. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, or maybe in the future, we will be. And secondly, uh, the Cork Midsummer Festival has really, in the last maybe five, six years, has really opted several levels and it's massively supporting local Cork artists and it's an excellent platform for them I've had a few meetings with Cork Midsummer Festival trying to get Limerick artists in there so watch this space it might happen soon
0: yeah it'd be nice to have a festival like that in Limerick as well
1: oh it would be amazing absolutely yes
0: we just need to get someone behind it maybe
1: (laughs) well I think what we need is a sustained investment in a festival yeah there is no, like no festival is going to develop if they get funded one year and they don't get funded next year. That is not how it works. It needs to be sustained. You you need to be looking at a strategy for. Five you need seconds. room to grow as well. Exactly, room yeah. to grow, and you need to know that you're going to have that funding there next year, because the way you program a festival or a venue, you're always looking ahead, like really far ahead. Right now, I'm programming for this time next year. I already know what some of my shows will be in October and December 2020.
0: And they are. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that some, some other time but um you know it's like you always need to be on the lookout for the next thing what is going to be interesting so you need to know that in 2020 or 2021 2025 this is what you want to do with your festival this is the artist that you want to have in your festival this is the headline act for your festival and you need to know that you'll be able to afford them and um, to bring them here and that your team will be paid that you won't be losing sleep over how am i going to pay my yeah
0: due? yeah uh, Marqueta, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast this week yeah. and welcome, where Cain. can people Thank keep you. up to date with bell table and find out more about the Weirs program
1: no it's limetreetheatre.ie and you are also because on social media we're also on, on yeah. all social media yes
0: perfect Marqueta, thanks very much for joining us
1: thanks very much
0: kane you've been listening to we are limerick a limerick post podcast For more news, sport, entertainment and more podcasts, visit LimerickPost.ie.